Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That exceeds the capability of our awesomely mind-boggling superpowers. Story from a hardware support guy where I used to work. Rep equals remote sales rep. Tech equals tech. Text phone rings. IT, how can I help you? Yeah, I haven't been able to get email for a couple days now on my laptop. Okay, I'll start a remote session. Accept the prompt when it pops up. Uh, I don't have my laptop right now. It's in the trunk of my car. Tech. Well, go get it. Rep. I can. I'm driving down the interstate. Can't you remotely start the laptop and fix it for me? Long pause. No, we can't do that. You need to be on your laptop, logged in, and connected to the VPN for us to provide any assistance. Drive safe. Tech hangs up and ponders how this sales rep can even function as an independent adult. Oof. Yeah. I'm not sure how anybody would think that would work. I don't care if you're old, young, techie, not techie, total Luddite. How do you how do you figure that would work? That just blows my mind. Password change goes wrong for customer. Backstory. I work an internal help desk. I'm also the phone guy. Lately, I've been testing some call recording software on myself and our help desk. Since we're getting lots of complaints about, your person said X, and we have no way to prove or disprove it. Fast forward to today. User puts in help desk ticket. I can't change my password. And forwards the email instructions we send with every password request. I called up the user. Hey, Bob. It's OP. What's going on? Bob. I can't get my password to change. Me. Can I log in and see what you're doing? Bob. Sure. Okay. Can you see me? Watch. Bob starts typing and I stop him. Me. Go back up to your username. Type at contoso.com. Contoso? After your username. Bob. Okay. Why wasn't that in the instructions? Me. It is in the instructions. You included it with your help desk ticket. Bob. Well, I didn't read that far. Me laughing. Not much I can do about that, sir. Bob. I'm going to report you to my manager for being rude. Me. Okay, that's fine. I'll send him the recording this call as well. Have a nice day. Bob, wait, what? You're recording this call? Me, laughing again. Yep, I sent an email out two weeks ago saying I'm recording all calls into and out of the help desk for testing. Bob mumbles something. I didn't get that one. Me, I see it marked as red on your Outlook. See? Right here, wiggles mouse over the email. Bob, you're still a rude a-hole. Me, thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Well, folks, Bob did report me for being rude, and his boss and my boss called me on it. So I sent them the recording. The issue was dropped on my side for some reason, but there hasn't been any activity on Bob's computer for a while now. Dude, 
dude was told he was being recorded. He got an email weeks beforehand that said they were going to start recording, and he still decided to challenge it. <laughs> Instead of just saying, well, never mind, and just shutting up and moving on with his day. Oh, man, some people are geniuses. A tale of email. What's up, my fellow IT peeps? I've been following this sub for a long time, but this is my first time posting here, so please be nice. Also, doing this on mobile, so apologies for any formatting issues that arise from that. For context, I'm a lowly level 1 support desk tech currently working from home at a university in the UK. Most people are work from home for obvious reasons, but some students, staff, and IT infrastructure people are on site. Me. IT service desk, how can I help you today? User. Hi, my name is User. Is there anyone in IT on site because my emails aren't working on my tablet? Me. Hi, yes, there are people on site, but you can't just drop by. Have you tried signing out of your emails and back in again? User. Yeah, but it says I can't connect. Me. Would you mind trying again for me and telling me any error messages that pop up? Okay, let me just do it now. Is it IMAP, POP3, or MS Exchange? Side note, we use O365 for everything. Any Google services are essentially taboo with us. Me. It's MS Exchange. User then proceeds to input login details. User. It's just saying it can't connect. Me. Wondering if there might be a problem with the account. Could I have your username, please? User gives me their username, and I do the usual checks, and everything comes back clean. Accounts enabled, they've accepted the TNCs, and their password hasn't expired. Me. Thinking maybe it's a problem with the app or device. Could you try going to OWA and logging in there? User. I might have to try that at home, because the internet's down where I am. Me. Um... User. Me. Uh, I'm sorry, did you just say you have no internet where you are? User. Yeah, where the internet icon usually is at the top, there's nothing there. Would that be why I can't connect? Me. Trying and maybe failing to keep my cool. Yes, that is definitely, without a single doubt in my mind, that is the problem. User. Oh, okay then. I'll try again when I get home and let you know if there are any issues then. Thanks. Me. Yeah, you do that. User. Thanks again. Bye. User hangs up and I immediately pick up my phone and start typing this out. Too long didn't read. When you're trying to sign into email, make sure you're connected to the internet. Oh my gosh. Some of these are dumber than usual. Like, if I'm having problems on my tablet, phone, laptop, whatever... The first thing I do, if I'm around Wi-Fi and I'm usually hooked to that Wi-Fi, I check and make sure my Wi-Fi is working. If I'm on 4G, I check and make sure the 4G is working. Who knows, maybe I forgot to pay my bill this month and my service got cut. But the first thing I do is check for a signal. Holy cow. What do you mean I packed it wrong? I was the first IT person at a fairly large movie theater chain back in 99. When I started, about four of the 39 theater locations had PC-based ticketing. Otherwise, it was paper-based. Think 50-50 drawing tickets. Concession sales was an analog system from the late 70s. The larger sites had a PC for the managers to use for reports. Excel. But most used typewriters. <laughs> oh my god, typewriters. <laughs> oh, in 99. I give this background so you get the knowledge level in HQ and the theaters. By 2003, I had all sites on a PC-based sales system, and all selling stations were a part of the network. I had finally been approved an assistant, but still way overbooked. Management loved everything about the change except the cost, of course. To keep costs down, in their mind, 
We could buy on-site support, even though we were spread across five states. Nope. Box up the failed system and ship it back for us to work on. Not ideal, but we required every site to hold up to three of the factory boxes and packaging to make shipment as safe as possible. This worked fairly well, until one day the manager at one of the mid-sized locations needed to ship back a desktop system. My assistant walked them through disconnecting it from the network and printer, then proceeded to walk him through putting it in for the phone packaging. I was listening with half an ear as we shared office space. At that point, the manager does the old, Yeah, I got this. Goodbye. And ends the call. Okay, whatever. The following week, a brown truck dropped off the box with a PC for us to work on. My assistant had several to work on and had started unboxing all of them to get them on our workbench. He opened the box from Site X and then froze. I could see him start to say something, then stop. Think, start to say something, and freeze again. I walked over to see what was up. Popcorn. All you can see is popcorn. Popcorn to the max. We looked at each other and said, please let this be a joke. Don't have the computer in there. We dug in and sure enough there's a PC. <laughs> Before going any further, we started taking photos. Here's the box of popcorn with the PC buried in it. No bag around the PC, just stuffed in there with the popcorn. Sorry guys, I uh, I don't know where the picture is. It wasn't in a thread that I was just reading, so you'll have to use your imagination. Then a photo of the PC on our bench, showing the popcorn pushed into the power supply fan vent. Another after we opened the side panel of the PC, showing how the popcorn has made its way into the case, fairly effectively. All this went to the COO and regional manager, along with the description of the original conversation with the manager, and my note of having listened in to confirm. Mentioned the interior cleaning needed, how we were lucky more damage wasn't done, and oh yeah, had to pitch that power supply because we couldn't be sure we got everything and don't want to fire if some corn is still in there. They routed it around to all of the sites. I wanted to, but felt it politic to leave it to them. And the ribbing from their fellow managers did the job. The factory foam got used, and in the rare event it was missing, they usually told us and got instructions on acceptable options. We did eventually make our cost case for the on-site service, but it took a few years. Oh my goodness. I mean, I'm sure the guy meant well. I'm sure he packed it really well with all that popcorn and stuff, but... If you have somebody telling you there are specific ways to pack things so that they don't get damaged, you kind of need to listen. That's their forte. Yours is running the theater. His is running IT stuff. You know, everybody has their specialty. Don't assume you know it all. It finally happened. Dollar sign equals me. CX equals customer. Hi, this is Clark. Thanks for calling support. Can I have your name and primary domain? Customer. Incomprehensible, Bob. Your servers are garbage and my website is broken because of it. Okay, Bob, what is your primary domain? Domain.com. Me. Domain.com? I'm terribly sorry, Bob, but I'm not seeing any accounts for Domain.com. Can you think of any other domains that you would have listed as your primary? Customer. My primary domain is Domain.com. I see. Let's try this. What's the primary email for the account? Customer. Bob at Domain.com. I'm still not able to pull any results with that information, Bob. At this point, I reverse account searched him. Okay, Bob, it looks like I've got the right account now. Domain.com Before we can go further for validation, I'm going to need you to provide one of the following for account security. Your password, 1. Password, 2. Verification method, 1. Or verification method, 2. Customer Password incorrect. I'm sorry, sir. Unfortunately, that is not listed in the account. Password incorrect, make 2. 
I'm sorry, sir. Unfortunately, that is not listed in the account. Password incorrect, Mark 3. I'm sorry, sir. Unfortunately, that's not listed in the account. Sir, are you able to log into an account page? Customer, yes. Do you see help icon in the top corner? Customer, yes. Would you click on that and then read me the string of numbers and letters that pops up, please? Customer, random hash. Thank you for verifying. What seems to be the problem with your website this afternoon? Customer, your servers are down and I can't access my website. Furiously skimming through account looking for add-on and subs. Do you mean domain.com, sir? Yes. I see, sir. Everything appears normal on my end, although I do have an idea or two. First, could you please hit your F5 key for me? If that does not resolve the issue, we can move to step two. Customer. What did I just do? Why does it work now? That's the refresh button, sir. Customer. Click. Listen, I'm really bad at keeping track of domains and usernames and things like that. I can see where things would get a little squirrely with that kind of stuff, but I at least have some kind of an idea of what I'm looking for with my own stuff. Uh... And I do have a record of it that's not just floating around in this mess I call my brain. What is Zoom? Not long ago, I had a caller with a simple problem that should have taken five minutes to fix. Caller wanted to create a PDF of a Word document and upload it to their LMS, Blackboard, Canvas, etc. account. Me, thank you for calling IT Help Desk. My name is Me. How can I help you? Caller, I need to upload a PDF to my professor. Me, okay, can I please have your name? Caller, why do you need that? This sometimes happens with callers, but no big deal to me. Me, everyone who calls, we have to make a case for, so that's why I need the information. Caller, okay, my name is blah blah blah. Me, so you said you needed to upload a PDF to your professor. Do you mean you need to turn it into Blackboard? Caller, yes. Me, okay, go ahead and open the file if it's not already open. Click on File, then Save As. At this point, I'm thinking I'm almost done with the caller and have my notes finished. Caller. Okay, I've clicked on Save As. Me. Great. Go ahead and change the Save As type to PDF. Then just save the file somewhere you can find it. Caller. It's only allowing me to export the file. Me. Okay, are you sure you're in the Word application? Caller. Yes. Me. Okay. Exit out of whatever you're in and click on File then Save As. Make sure you select PDF and then Save. Okay, I did that, but it's still saying Export. Me. Hmm. Okay, do you have Zoom on your computer? I would like you to share your screen so I can see what's going on when you attempt to save the document as a PDF. Caller. Yes, I do. Me. Okay, go ahead and open up Zoom. Click on Join Meeting and I'll give you my meeting ID so we can see what's going on. Caller. Okay, where do I find Zoom? Me. It should be somewhere on your computer. Just search for it and it should pop up. Caller. What is Zoom? <laughs> Me. It's a video conferencing platform. You stated you do have Zoom on your computer, correct? Caller. No, I don't know what Zoom is. Me. Okay, go ahead and open up a web browser and search for Zoom and click on the join a meeting link. Caller. Lots of clicking, moments of silence. More clicking. Me. Were you able to find the Zoom link? Caller. No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> After many more moments of frustration, I was able to get the file saved as a PDF, but please, if you don't know what something is, don't act like you do. It helps no one in the long run. Yeah, it sounds like my kids do that. It's like the I know kids. Have you ever talked to a child, your own child, like I've talked to my children in the past, and say, you know, you really shouldn't do that to your sister. You could hurt them really badly. 
I know. Actually, I've talked to adults that way too. You know, I explained to them with the, the product that we manufacture. Hey, listen, the reason that product didn't last as long is because you let it get really wet and it got mushy and everything just washed right down the drain. And they go, I know. Well, then why were you complaining? Come on. Don't act like you know something when you don't. Be careful what you ask for. Worked for a business where orders frequently had a very long life cycle and tended to go through a fair number of changes between creation and fulfillment. Customer service for years had blamed the system when changes were made to orders that no one did that. Sarbanes-Oxley came along and suddenly we do have the time to set up a really solid audit trail on the customer orders. We did this by capturing a complete image of the order and the who and when whenever a user made a change. We also have web portal to be able to view each revision, including the who and when. Now when a how did this happen request came in, we, IT, could always figure out the who, what, and when with meticulous detail. I love the time when a ticket came in that the system had sent a shipment to the wrong address. I looked through the revisions on the order and saw that the ship to address had gone from X to Y and then back to X over the span of a couple weeks. And wouldn't you know that shipment had been sent when the address was Y. And the user that made all those changes? The same user that complained the system had messed up. It got even better when a new VP of IT came on board. When he found out that IT was doing order research that the users could do themselves, he put a stop to it. He had me put together a quick tutorial on how to research order maintenance history using the web interface and send it to IT customer service. The email included this statement. Per guidance from IT leadership, IT will no longer be accepting requests to do research into the history of order changes when that research can be done using the order revision data available through XWeb Portal. Yeah, I'm not sure about that last part. Um, maybe I'm just a little cloudy. I, you can hear my voice. I'm a little hoarse today for some reason. But um, the first part, definitely. Why would you keep going in and making changes and then wonder why things get screwed up and your package gets sent to the wrong address? I'm glad most websites, including mine, if you order something from my website and you put the wrong ship address in, that's exactly where it's going. If you realize it after you print your invoice out or whatever, you can call me or email me and I'll fix it manually. But yeah, I don't want them being able to go in and just alter stuff, you know. That'd be like placing an order on Amazon and then all of a sudden you say add five more things, take three other things off, then add two more things a week later. No, 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 no. Holy crap, it's hard enough to do these jobs without people mucking things up. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.